Welcome to the Confidence Lounge podcast, where we cover all things confidence in life and business. I'm your host, Elise Conroy, and I'm on a passionate mission to help thousands of women across the world feel more confident from the inside out, because not on my watch am I ever going to watch another woman do insecure life and business again. So if you're ready to become your most confident self, mama, or businesswoman, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. So grab your favorite beverage, get nice and comfy, and get ready to receive today's confidence injection. You ready to feel the feels with me today? (laughs) Or did the thought of that just make you want to run for the door? If you said yes, you definitely need to stay on because we are going to be talking about how to safely feel your feelings today. So I know so many of us are terrified to feel the feels. I get it. I was there with you. I don't know about you, but nobody ever taught me how to feel my feelings. So that is why we are going to do this work today. So here's what we're going to dive into. We're going to talk about first why we're terrified to feel our feelings. (laughs) We're going to talk about what feelings actually are and the four ways that we as humans process and experience our feelings in our body. We're going to get into the top three feelings that most of us recognize and why we need to go deeper than these three feelings. I'm going to give you some really valuable tools on how to safely process your feelings. And then we're going to end by talking about the value of actually feeling your feelings. So growing up, I'm sure you probably didn't have any courses that taught you how to safely experience your emotions. And I'm sure you were actually conditioned to probably think that feelings your feelings makes us weak. I know for me, I did not feel safe feeling my feelings growing up. But the beautiful thing is times are changing. Mental health has become a predominant focus and people are feeling safer and safer to talk about their emotions, which is absolutely fantastic. Because when I was growing up, There was really only a couple feelings that were recognized in my house. And the only one that was actually celebrated was happiness. So if we were happy, things were great. If we were not happy, things were a problem. And we just like to sweep everything else under the rug, right? Everything else needed to look perfect. And everything just had to be happy all the time. But that's not reality. Life is 50-50. There are good days and bad days. There are good feelings. There are bad feelings. There is a myriad of emotions that we're all going to experience as humans. And the beautiful thing is we have the ability to learn how to safely experience our emotions, which is so opposite than what we were taught, right? We were taught, oh God, don't feel the bad things. Don't talk about these things. People will have thoughts about it. You'll be judged. People will think you're crazy, whatever, right? I'm sure you've heard all of these things. So the top three feelings that most of us recognize as humans are happiness, sadness, and anger. And we've got to go deeper. There are issues in our relationships because we can't actually articulate what we're feeling in our conversations, right? So we're talking with our partner. It's like, oh, I'm just so mad. But there is so much more beyond just being mad. And if we aren't able to deepen our emotional intellect, deepen our emotional IQ, our emotional maturity, things are going to stay at a surface level for us. So I know I wasn't taught how to describe my feelings as I experienced them. I basically only recognized if it was a comfortable emotion that I like to feel, right? So happiness, excitement, joy, confidence, those type of things, right? I did not enjoy feeling uncomfortable emotions. I hated that. So I did anything I could to avoid feeling things that made me feel uncomfortable. So I was a stuffer. I was an avoider. I was a checker outer. I basically spent most of my life doing whatever I could to escape feeling. So I would really believe in my heart of all hearts that if I stuffed it down deep enough that I could just make the feeling go away. So what I would do instead is I would either stuff it 
or I would run from it. So I traveled across the world many, many times trying to outrun my feelings. But guess what? They found me. And when I was when I was getting home, they were still there waiting for me. And I'm like, wait, I just went to Asia <laughs> feeling miserable and feeling doubt and feeling failure and feeling bad about myself and disappointed. That was all waiting for me when I got home. Hold on. I just had an amazing time in Asia. Why is this still here? And then I would drink. But the problem was I would wake up the next day with a pounding headache, feeling even more blue. And then I would eat and I gained 55 pounds, and I still felt like shit. No amount of cheesecake or french fries ever actually made me feel better in the long run. It gave me a a temporary sense of, ooh, okay, this is nice, and I would escape for a moment, but I sabotaged my body tremendously in the process of trying to escape through eating, and I shopped. I had a closet full of stuff and still felt empty. I was on Amazon 24-7. I was buying all of the designer things. I was always at the mall because I truly thought that stuff would fill that void. It didn't. And I worked. And the hard part was, as I was working and working and working, I had no time. I still didn't feel fulfilled. And then I was full of resentment because next thing you know, it's midnight and I'm answering emails because I'm trying to avoid thinking about the things that made me feel like crap. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I working so much? But I didn't realize at that point, I was still just trying to escape. So I kept myself really, really busy. But then when I was alone in bed at night, I couldn't escape anymore. And I would be up feeling all the pain, losing all the sleep. And then I'd start doom scrolling, right? And now all of a sudden I'm seeing headlines that make me feel even more terrible and more stress and fear and anxiety is coming into my body. And it was this perpetual loop that I could not get out of. Every day it was the same. Feel like crap, try to escape, right? So I didn't know at the time that I wasn't able to outrun my feelings. I didn't know that they were always going to find me. And I didn't know that in order to actually heal it, I needed to feel it. So I want you to experience the bliss that comes along with emotional freedom. Because I've spent a lot of years now learning how to safely feel my feelings. I no longer run from them. I no longer fear the hard feelings. And I don't like to think of feelings as good and bad, even though sometimes we'll refer to them as good and bad feelings or positive and negative emotions. Because at this point, I see every feeling as equal. I don't see happiness as worse or as better than sadness, right? I see them as equal because there's never going to be a point as a human where we're not going to feel both. We are designed as humans to experience emotion. We're going to feel them. Life is going to throw us curveballs that is going to make us feel a certain way, right? We're going to have thoughts that generate feelings. That is part of our human experience. And I'm at a point in my life where I do not fear any emotion. And this truly makes me feel invincible because I just know they're going to come. And I don't run from them when they do. I say, okay, we're here. And I sit in it. And I encourage you to adopt the same mentality because we have spent so long trying to outrun things. We have spent so much time and experienced so much pain trying to avoid. So I want to offer you today a few steps to help you get to this point of experiencing true emotional freedom. Because let me tell you, my friend, it is liberating. So before we dive in, I want to share with you four resources that really helped me along my journey. And these were all books that helped me just tremendously along the way. And they helped me to gain a better understanding 
of what feelings are, uh, why we feel the way that we do, and how to understand how we got to this point and what we need to do to heal. So the first book I deeply, deeply encourage you to dive into is Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. Brene Brown is my queen. I absolutely love her. I fell in love with her after seeing her original Netflix documentary, and I encourage you to watch her HBO special, Atlas of the Heart. It is so good because she goes into a really beautiful way of talking about these emotions that we feel and articulates it in a way that really helps you understand what each of these feelings are. So even just watching, I think it's a three or four part series, you will be able to articulate, oh, I'm actually feeling this way, right? We have to go beyond the surface and start learning how to actually talk about what we are feeling. Uh, the next book that I encourage you to look into is The Book of Human Emotions by Tiffany Watts-Smith. So this book goes into the stories behind the emotions where they come from, and why we feel the way that we do. The next one is How Emotions Are Made by Lisa Feldman Barrett. And this goes into the science of emotion. So it's super cool to see all of what's behind the emotional science. And it really helps you to understand just in our body with our chemistry, why we feel the way that we do. And the last book, this book is my Bible. This book changed my life. It is called How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole LaPera. And this book is an absolute game changer on helping you understand why you feel the way that you feel about yourself and how to meet yourself where you're at now and feel safer in your human experience. So while this book isn't necessarily about feelings or emotions, you will leave with so much of a deeper understanding about just yourself as an individual, your experience growing up, your experience with your parents, your experience about how you see the world. And this will help you deeply understand why you feel the way that you feel at this point of your life. Okay, so let's dive into what a feeling is and talk about the ways that we as humans experience our feelings. Okay, so when let's call this kind of like a feelings 101 workshop because I am all about the feels and a byproduct of spending time with me is you're going to feel your feelings. So you need to know that getting into a relationship with me, right? I love to get you out of your head and back into your body because when you're in your head, you're dead. You're just going to be stuck on the hamster wheel of thinking all the things that are making you feel like shit, right? So I love to get you back into your body and do a deep dive on all things feelings. So let's just keep this very simple. A feeling is nothing more than a physical sensation in your body. So that feeling is going to start with a thought that's happening in your brain. And then that thought is going to transfer that sensation into your body. So think about when your brain thinks the thought, I am happy, right? Then your mind is going to be like, oh, cool, we're happy. And you're going to feel happy in your body. If you start to think about something that makes you mad, all of a sudden you're going to feel that anger and that, you know, it could be frustration. It could be resentment coming into your body. And this is why it is so important to heal things from the past, right? Because you could be having the best day of your life. And all of a sudden this little memory drops in like an evil garden gnome. And next thing you know, you're feeling rage and you're like, hold on, I was happy five seconds ago. What happened? So that thought is going to trigger that feeling in your body. So whatever you're thinking is going to manifest as that vibration in your body. Super important to know. So there are four ways we as humans react to feelings. We either allow ourselves to feel it, which is what most of us do not do, right? <laughs> if you were like me, you were like, nope, nope, turn into a track star the second the uglies came and ran for the door, right? The next way is we resist feeling it. So think of what happens when a water is, a river is flowing and it hits a dam. The dam stops the water, right? So it resists it and then the water builds up, builds up, builds up. And when that dam doesn't release, 
it explodes. It's the same way. Think of your feelings like a pressure cooker. If you do not allow that pressure to blow, it's going to explode, right? So when you resist feeling, it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's going to overtake you at some point. The next way is we react to feeling it. So we feel that sensation in our body. We don't have the awareness that it's being created by a thought. Now, all of a sudden, you're feeling mad and you react to the anger. So you're like, oh, I can't do this. Or you have an outburst. So we have this reaction to it, but we don't even really understand what it is that we're reacting to. We know we just feel something and we're actually responding to that feeling. The next way and the final way is we distract ourselves from it, right? So had a bad day at work, you grab the wine had a bad day at work, you start checking out and binging out on Netflix, right? You're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Next thing you know, two hours have gone past and you're like, oh my God, what even happened to the time? So we get into these modes where we're we're resisting it, we're reacting to it, we're distracting ourselves from it, or we're actually allowing it. So the goal is to empower you to actually allow that feeling, not to resist it, not to react react to it, or distract yourself from it. So let's pause for a second and let's think about you. What is your go-to feeling response? Do you actually feel it? Do you react to it? Do you resist it? Or do you distract yourself from it? Which is true for you? I know for me at this point, I allow it. And sometimes that allowance can mean I'm going to go up to my little beanbag in my she cave and I cry it out, right? And I stay there for as long as I need to until I fully experience the emotion. So how do you respond to it? So I want you to know Now that we know what a feeling is and how you respond to it, I want you to know two things about feelings. And this is super, super, super important is so many of us hold ourselves back from truly feeling a feeling because we fear that we're never going to come back from it, right? Or we fear that the feeling is going to permanently, permanently overtake us. This is not how it works. As adult humans, we are fully capable of feeling and processing any emotion, and this emotion will pass. We are designed as humans to feel, but this is not what we are taught. We are taught that feeling our feelings makes us weak, right? We are told not to cry. We Think about when you start crying. The first thing that people say to you is, oh, don't cry. So in our minds, it's like, oh, well, crying is bad. Crying is shameful. Crying is something I shouldn't do. And notice, anytime the word should comes up, we're shaming and judging ourselves. So I always teach my clients, we do not should on ourselves, right? Because that's always a form of shame and judgment. So when you think to yourself, oh, I shouldn't be crying over this. Tears are medicine. I love to say if they don't pay rent, kick them out because they're going to help you heal. They're going to help you fully process the emotion that is creating the sensation of crying in your body. It is a beautiful thing, but we're not taught that. We're taught that life is only good when we're happy, that we need to be over it in an instant, right? That, oh, little girls cry, put your big girl panties on or say, oh, suck it up, buttercup, right? I hate this way of looking at it. And maybe it's because I'm a crier, right? I cry a lot. I probably cry every day. And my go-to emotion for anything or my go-to sensation for anything is crying, right? I laugh, I cry. I'm mad, I cry. I'm sad, I cry. I cry a lot. And my mom always makes fun of me. She's like, oh God, you're crying again. Yes, I cry because I feel it all. I'm a very, very, very deep feeler. So the teachings that we've been offered from society that has programmed us to believe that it is unsafe to feel, right? And we become petrified to experience a negative emotion. But the reality is when you're willing to feel any emotion, 
you're going to take on an entirely different level of empowerment and confidence in yourself. You're going to be able to feel fear or pain or doubt or insecurity without it overtaking you. And you're going to truly step into that next level of managing your beautiful mind. This is why mindset work is critical, right? So we kill ourselves making our dream life happen. And then we get here and we hate how it feels because we don't know how to actually manage the emotions. And I see this happen for a lot of women who are very ambitious and hungry for success, right? We climb the ladder, we build our business, we do all the things, and then we don't know how to deal with the stress. So we spin out and we self-sabotage. We don't know how to deal with the anxiety. So we're having panic attacks and that slows us down and causes a lot of pain and a lot of trauma. We don't know how to deal with conflict or self-doubt, so we hide from it and we try to escape, right? So our collective growth opportunity is to start designing our life built upon a foundation of how we want to feel. So what I love to ask my clients when we first start coaching together is how do you want to feel every day? And a lot of people don't actually ever think of designing their life by feeling, right? But we know we want to be successful. But I know for me, I never thought about what the life that I dreamed of was actually going to make me feel, right? So I wanted to be a bicontinental businesswoman. What I was not thinking about was all the stress that was going to come along with flying across the world all the time and canceled flights and having to drop my life, you know, in in a 24-hour, less than 24 hours notice to get on a plane to go do this project in this other country that was 15 plus hours away. I was not thinking about that part of it. I was just thinking about living in Italy and having like glamorous wine in a piazza. So that, you know, for me, I never thought about that. I never thought about this big success career, you know, driven life that I had, how stressful that was going to be. And then I lived it and I was like, okay, well, this feels like shit, right? So I asked my clients, how do you want to feel every day? And most of them say they want to feel peaceful. They want to feel calm. They want to feel happy. They want to feel confident. They want to feel no stress, right? But they live lives that are very stressful, that aren't peaceful, that aren't calm, that aren't, you know, that are filled with insecurity because they're having, you know, roles that are filled with girl crimes and backstabbing and corporate politics and yuck, right? So we've got to get intentional about how you want to feel every day, because then you can actually start creating a life that is aligned with those feelings. So right now, if you have a goal of feeling confident, but all of your friends are constantly triggering you and making you feel insecure, okay, it might be time to find some new friends. Or if your partner is constantly pushing you and is, you might be in a toxic relationship, so you're always feeling down on yourself and you actually want to feel happy and uplifted and joyous. But yet everyone around you is offering you, oh, maybe you should be doing this with your life. Oh, you're not good enough. Oh, you're fat and you need to lose weight, right? We've got to be very intentional. Got to be very intentional about this. So another truth you need to know, as I mentioned earlier, is that life is 50-50. So when we think about, oh, I only want to be happy all the time, we're setting ourselves up for massive failure with that mentality because it's just not realistic. You are never going to feel happy all the time. There's going to be sad things that happen in life. People die. You get you get fired from your job. You end relationships unexpectedly. You lose things, right? It happens. It's not a problem unless you decide it is. So when we start actually knowing that this is going to happen and start embracing the fact that life is 50-50 and it's never going to be 100% happy, the beautiful thing is it's also never going to be 100% miserable and 100% sad. That's not the way that life works. So the moral of the story here is we don't want to resist it. We don't want to avoid, avoid it. We don't want to distract ourselves from it or react to it. Instead, we want to learn how to feel 
and fully process our emotions. So building the skill of emotional processing is truly your success guarantee. Because once you're willing to feel anything, that's when your success becomes inevitable. And the thing is, you don't graduate from feeling emotion. Emotions come with us at every age, at every level. As I said, you can't outrun them. I really tried. You can't stuff them. I really tried that too. They're always going to catch up with you. So I want you to be in a place where you are, let's say you're at a boardroom table and somebody just destroys your work, tears it apart. You're like, okay, cool. This means nothing about me. I'm going to do something different next time, right? Because you're that emotionally strong and resilient and you know how to process these things in real time, right? To where you can have the most epic failure and you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to learn from this and grow from it. So this is the thing about emotional intelligence and emotional processing. And this is why it is your success guarantee because you can have any conversation, you can have any judgment thrown at you, you can fail and get rejected at the highest level, And you're going to come back from it with confidence, right? Because you're going to know that that feeling is temporary. You're going to know that you're not going to feel that way forever. So I invite you to get ahead of it. I invite you to pull up the feelings, the scaries, the skeletons in your closet. Let's let them out. Let's choose to see, see it. And then let's choose to heal it. And another important thing I really want you to know about feelings is so many of my clients and women that I work with and women that I've talked to, we fear feeling Because we think, okay, I'm just going to be mad all the time if I actually feel my anger. I'm just going to be sad all the time if I actually process the grief from losing my loved one. I'm just going to feel negative all the time if I actually think about the time that I failed. Once again, this is not how it works. So I want you to know that you're going to think in the beginning, unless you've done this work, you're going to think in the beginning, oh God, this feels so unsafe. This feels so uncomfortable. And your brain is going to want to run at light speed away from this. So our brains are going to tell us that we're not supposed to be feeling this or that this is terrible and this just needs to be over already. And we're going to start questioning our strength because of what we're feeling. We're going to feel weak and we're going to beat ourselves up for these emotions coming up. We're going to try to avoid and distract ourselves from it by doing all the things, the eating, the drinking, the shopping, or watching TV, right? We're going to go back to our old tactics. But the thing is, the buffering, it doesn't work. The avoiding it is not a solution, and the resisting it is just going to make it bigger. So we've got to release it. We've got to learn how to process it. We've got to learn how to experience it. We've got to learn how to make peace with it. Because you're safe to feel it all. You're never going to have the happiness without sadness. You can't have the light without the dark. We can't have the ups without the downs. So, Let's talk about how to actually process a feeling. The first step in this, and this is critical, is we've got to hold the space. And for a lot of us, we don't actually understand what holding the space means. But when we think of holding the space, it's just being willing to allow the space for any emotion to come up without judgment. So we just see it. It's like, okay, we're here, right? We're not going to say, oh my God, I shouldn't be feeling this. Oh my God, I've, I've got to get through this already. Why am I still here, right? Because the second we start judging our emotions, we're not going to allow ourselves to actually feel them. We're going to block it. And then you go either into resistance, resisting it, um, or reacting to it, right? So how you hold the space is literally by saying, okay, I'm going to create the space in my mind. I'm going to create the space in my body. And I'm going to create the space of my time to truly feel this and process what's coming up. That's it. And what I love to do, this might sound crazy, is I actually schedule time to feel. So there are times where I just don't have time to feel, right? Like I know I went through this with my pregnancy hardcore. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I'm going into the birth room (laughs) and I'm very scared of the journey that's about to come. But 
I don't have time to feel this right now because if I actually know and sit and like lean into what is ahead of me, I'm going to lose it. So I'm going to choose to deal with this later. Okay. So I scheduled myself time when I got home after having my baby to feel all the craziness <laughs> that I did not create space for while I was actually going through the process of birthing my child, right? I stuffed it. I said, I'm not going to do this right now. And then I put it on the calendar and processed it when I got home. So I always encourage the women I work with to create time and space to feel it. Because the thing is, we want to get ahead of this. We want to be intentional about this. So I'll actually put on the calendar feeling sessions. And I'll go into my little she cave, which is my office. I lay on my beautiful bean bag and I think the thoughts that create the feelings and then I feel it, right? And for so many of us, we process feelings in less than 90 seconds, unless it's a big one, right? Some of us might need a lot more time. Some of us might need a lot more coddling and attention and nurturing and compassion and support. If it's a deep thing, it's going to take us a lot longer. So I don't want you to put a time limit on it, right? Like I said, I sometimes I'll schedule out like two hours and I'll come and do my emotional processing. It's done in three minutes and I still have that time on my calendar to do whatever else. But at least I've created the space, right? So the second thing that you need to do as you're going into processing a feeling is to allow it to be there and give yourself a full-on permission slip to feel it. And even if you need to write this, I know this might sound crazy too. I, Elise, am allowing myself permission to feel failure, to feel shame, to feel embarrassment, to feel the disappointment, to feel rage, right? To feel the grief. Because the thing is, we want to be intentional. Like I said about the first part of this, of scheduling the time to create the space. We want to be intentional about giving yourself permission because then your brain is not going to see it as anything going wrong because you've given yourself permission to be here. So when it comes, it's not going to be a surprise. It's not going to be like, oh my God, I'm feeling full of rage. No, you said, I'm going to schedule and give myself permission to feel the rage, right? So nothing is going wrong because you're feeling this emotion. So you're going to actually allow yourself to create the, to think the thought, that is creating the feeling that you want to process. And as you think the painful thoughts, that feeling is going to be present in your body. So open yourself up to it. And the biggest thing that you're going to do as the feeling comes is you're going to breathe and you're going to be willing to just be with it. And what I love to do if I start to feel very overwhelmed by the discomfort or if I start to feel out of control, like the feeling is overtaking me, what I'll actually do is put one hand on my heart and the other hand on my belly. So the hand on your heart, is going to connect you to yourself. The hand on your belly is going to ground you, right? And feel like, okay, I'm I'm a little bit more in control. And then what I like to say to myself is I give myself an option, right? I can say, I can resist this. I can react to it. I can distract myself from it. But instead, I'm going to choose to feel it. I'm going to allow it. I'm going to stay present with it. I'm going to acknowledge this without judgment. Because once you do that, it's a split second decision. And in that split second decision, you're going to notice what your inclination is. You're going to notice if you want to react to it, if you if you want to distract yourself from it, if you want to avoid it, and then you can just bring yourself back. So your goal is to stay present with that feeling until it fully passes. And once again, don't put a timeline on it. Just be with it. Hold yourself. Be compassionate with yourself. And if your brain wants to say, oh God, you should be through this, just notice, oops, I'm judging myself. Okay, I'm leaning into compassion. Okay, I'm going to be with myself until this passes. Nothing is going wrong. Everything is okay. I'm loving myself through this. Give yourself empathy. 
think of yourself as your best friend. Like I love to almost think of it as if you were walking your best friend or someone that you really love through a very emotional experience. Say the same things that you would say to them to yourself. Then the third step of this is I want you to observe the feelings and talk yourself through it as an observer, right? So this is where you're going to think of this like you're describing an emotion as if you were explaining it to a toddler, right? Okay, you're gonna feel mad. And when you feel mad, you might feel a little bit hot and you might feel some prickles and there might be some tingling and you might have flushed cheeks, right? I know it sounds crazy, but this step is key because it's gonna empower you to truly discover and process what this feeling is and understand how you experience that individual emotion. And there is something very powerful that happens when you can observe any emotion in a way where it can just be there and you know it's there, but it does not overtake you in the same way, right? So what I like to do is like, oof, okay, we're feeling that rage. Oh my God, I'm at a 10. This is ugly. I want to scream. I want to throw things. And I'll actually say these things out loud. And I'm sure if someone stood outside of my door, they would be like, what is happening inside of that room, (laughs) right? But this is where we don't want to judge ourselves. We just want to say the things that come up. And I'll lead my clients through these emotional processing experiences. And it's so cathartic when they actually just say the thing and they're describing to themselves what's actually happening because they're like, oh, that's how I process rage. Oh, wow. That's how I process grief. Cool. Now I know. And what that does is it destigmatizes the fear of actually experiencing the emotion. And you start to understand this is how it's going to feel in my body. So a lot of people, once they get into the practice of doing this, will actually go into a very zen-like meditative state to be present without emotion. And that's so powerful because you're going to breathe it in, you relax into it in your body, and you're going to feel that emotion. And this is a practice. Don't expect it to be, you know, sunshine and roses and easy as pie the first time around. It's not going to be. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be messy. You're not going to know how to do it because you're a beginner at it, right? So unless you have done this for a long time, This is okay that you don't know how to do this, right? Because we haven't been taught how to do this. So the last part of this is once you observe the feelings that come up and sit with them as long as you need to, let those emotions pass and just once again, make space for however much time you need, but then do a journal reflection afterwards to record what comes up for you. So write down, this is how it felt in my body. This is what I experienced. And this is how I feel after I let myself experience it. I felt light. I felt like a peaceful, calm stillness in my body. I felt like I had a weight lifted off my shoulders. I felt calm for the first time in a long time, right? So give yourself the gift of understanding. And something you can do is just allow yourself to automatic journal. And if you've never done that before, what it is is you sit there with a pen and paper or your journal and you just let your hand go. And you just think of it as like you're going to turn on a faucet and you just start writing until there's nothing else coming out. And you don't judge it. You don't try to make sense of it as it comes out. You just let your hand go. And if that feels foreign, you can also video journal. I do this a lot because I think that there's something so powerful about witnessing how you actually look and the energy that's coming through you. And going back and actually looking at that, because you're never going to remember it, it, an exact experience as it was after the fact, right? Because our, our brain will tell us stories about how it was, and then we start to create our own thoughts about it and our different, you know, we write our own experience about it. But when you actually go back and watch yourself on video, talking about that experience and how the emotions felt, it's a very powerful experience because you're like, wow. I really did that. Okay, that's how it was. Cool. And it's a very cathartic growth experience to be able to go back and reflect on that. 
Okay, so while you are doing this, a big thing that I want to encourage you to do is process the pain from your past because this is where the scaries live. This is why we have skeletons in our closet. We don't want to see these things. We run from them. So I want to help you empower yourself to begin processing your unresolved feelings from the past. So what you can do is just start by reflecting how others have hurt you in the past. And you can write a list and this is going to be painful but I encourage you to see it because this is where the emotional freedom begins. You can start by writing a list of how other people's actions have caused you pain and do not stop writing until you have nothing left to say. Just get it all out. And I encourage you to come back to this process again and again because more is going to come up as you grow. And to really help kick start the healing process, you can look at these one by one and say, okay, my mom caused me pain. And then what I want you to do is write a letter. So write a letter and nobody ever has to see this. This is for you, right? This is your own healing experience. So you can make peace with the feelings. You can actually process them and begin to resolve them. I want you to write a letter telling this person how they hurt you, how they made you feel and get very descriptive and write down all the things that you're too scared to say to them in person. And if it feels good to rage, right, right, just like let the walls down and give yourself permission to get it all out. Your hand might even be sore afterwards. I know I've done some rage writing sessions where I was like, oh, man, I need a couple days for my hand to recover from that. But this is the practice so you can safely witness your truth. You're bravely choosing to see it and it might bring up all the feels, right? That's why we're doing this, but that's okay. And you want to reinforce your safety of I'm doing this. I gave myself permission to do this. I'm safe to experience these emotions. You can hold your hand on your heart, put the other hand on your belly and say to myself, I am safe. I am healing. I'm honoring myself for being so brave and so vulnerable and so lovingly honest that I'm choosing to see this. I'm choosing to create this experience with myself. And then when you're done writing that letter, I want to invite you to burn them and offer this mantra to yourself as you burn the letter. And you can say this out loud or you can say this to yourself. And I this might feel weird the first time that you do that. It's okay, right? But just try it. You can put your hands on your heart, on your belly, and just say, I am empowering myself to release this pain from a place of safety, trust, forgiveness, and love. This pain no longer serves me, and I am ready to let it go. So once again, this might feel super weird, and it might in the beginning because it's new. So make space for yourself to be a beginner here. Make space for yourself to grow into this process because once again, this is a practice. You're going to have layers and layers and layers of pain to go through, a layers of healing. I like to think of this process like an onion, right? The first layer is going to sting. It's going to make you cry. <laughs> Your eyes are going to be watering. But as you get deeper into the core of it, it's a little bit easier to get through, right? So once again, stay connected to yourself. Make sure you create that safe, loving connection with yourself as you begin to process this. So these are a couple tools on how to safely process your feelings, how to safely go through the experience of actually feeling the feels. And I want to focus in for a second on the value of feeling your feelings. Once you experience the levity that comes along with no longer bearing the weight of the heaviness, the heaviness of the grief from the person that died, the heaviness from losing your shit and feeling embarrassed about something at some point of your life, the heaviness from being cheated on, from getting dumped, from being left at the altar, from giving up on yourself so many times, from letting yourself go, from saying nasty, awful things to yourself, from the drunken decisions 
from the horrible conversations that you've had in your life that just left you feeling full and riddled of pain, right? From feeling the grief of an opportunity that didn't manifest, from all of the things that we have to deal with as women, our birth traumas, dealing with all of the weight of the world and the pressure that the world puts upon us for all the things that we have to do and not getting through it all, God forbid, on a daily basis, right? I want you to know what it feels like to no longer have to bear the weight and pick up that heavy suitcase and drag it through your life every single day because you don't deserve to live like that. And living like that is only weighing you down. It's keeping you stuck. It's keeping you from truly having a full and whole life experience. And that's not what I want for you. It's keeping you from really going for it, both personally and professionally, in your relationships, with your career, in your business. There's something in you. There's something in all of us that need to be healed. Nobody is immune from the experience that we have as humans of feeling, right? We think that we are (laughs) until we learn and we know that we're not, right? So I encourage you to give yourself the gift of learning how to heal, learning how to feel. Because once again, as I said, when we started, in order to heal it, you have to feel it. So the value that lives here, you can't put a price tag on what it's like to no longer fear feeling the heavy things, to no longer fear when the dark days come and knowing in your heart of all hearts that regardless of how heavy the emotion is, how painful the emotion is, that you have every tool and every ounce of strength inside of you to process it and get through it. Okay, my friends, if you have any follow-up questions, please DM me on Instagram. I absolutely live to feel the feels. People think I'm legit crazy because I am all about experiencing every emotion that we have as humans. I'm all about learning more and more about this. So if you have any questions, if you need any support here, please reach out to me. I've got every tool that you possibly could ever need to get through this. Okay, my friends, I hope this is helpful and give yourself the gift of feeling. I will see you on the next episode. Oh, hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If this helps you, I would love for you to share the gift of confidence with a friend because this is how we all grow. So share this with your girls, a coworker, a fellow mama, or your fam on social media because we all need support in our confidence journey. So sharing can help us heal, feel better, and take steps to grow now. Also, I'd love if you would drop your rating in. Ratings and reviews help me so much more than you realize. And if you found yourself listening today and thinking, I need professional support, I would love to invite you to join the CAN program where I will teach you how to take confident action now. If increased confidence is what you want, this is multiple months of dedicated you time where we will do the deep work on you to create your most confident self, both personally and professionally. Because once you know how to generate the feeling of confidence from the inside out, the possibilities become endless and your results become inevitable. This is the most valuable investment you will ever making yourself. And I cannot wait to see who you become on the other side of doing this work on you. So visit me at soulmakeup.com to learn more or come be my bestie on Instagram. You can find me at your soul makeup. See you next time.